This is an erotica podcast that focuses on LGBT relationships and teratophilia. Listener discretion is advised. This is a dragon. A dragon just like him. Did it fly over the gate? I assume so. We found it resting near the lake nearby. Will the kingdom ever barricade the border above the wall? Why risk all of humanity just to have sex with a slimy snake? Maybe they were in love. Ugh, tell me about it. I have tunnel duty with this monster named Bask. Yeah, and did I really tell you guys about him? My hero, Captain Vested Nakamura, is in the middle of the forest, having sex with a monster. Okay, so you want to go for a ride, fucker? <laughs> I said don't move. Why does his skin feel so warm? Okay. So we'll wait. Yes. We'll wait. Good morning, Captain Basque. Same order as last time? Yes, please. One head of lettuce, six tomatoes, a bag of rice, and a stack of corn tortillas. Will this be coin or trade? Coin. I must say, Captain Basque, I'm happy to have you come around to my shop lately. I don't see you in the market that often, and when I do, you usually leave with only some bread and butter. I was worried there for a second, but it's nice to see that one of our finest is eating properly. <laughs> did... did I say something funny? No, it's just that. You're not the only one who's been commenting on my eating habits lately. I grab the spoon, ready to eat my meal, but stop as I feel eyes on me. I look across the room and see him staring at me with a mixed expression of annoyance and confusion. Is something wrong? Is that all you eat? Rice and beans with a bowl of fruit? What? Because I'm a dragon, you expected me to eat live cattle or something? No. Well, kind of, but th that's not what I'm talking about. Rice and beans isn't really a meal. Don't you ever want to eat anything with flavor? It's not like I'm forcing you to eat it. And I praise Anyanwu you don't. However, I would like to eat something with more sustenance than soup. I have injuries, not a fever. Stop it. You'll hurt yourself. It's been a week. I'm sure I'm well enough to walk on my own. He stumbles, but remains upright. I still walk with him, just in case he needs my help. What are you doing? I'm going to make us some real food. Where is your refrigerator? My what? Uh, refrigerator? You know, where you keep all the cold stuff. Oh, my icebox. It's over there. Ice box? My gods! You monsters are even more behind than I thought! Yep, as barren as a desert. I eat what I need. I have a busy schedule and I don't have the time to make a gourmet meal. Taste this. He points a wooden spoon covered in some brown liquid towards my mouth. Is it poison? Yes, I want to kill you so I can be trapped in Morimitsu forever. Just try it. I open my mouth and allow the spoon to enter. A powerful combination of spice and salt hits my tongue. Hmm. 
and that's just sriracha mixed with soy sauce. If you buy more groceries, I can make your meal so you can focus on your busy schedule. Why would you want to do that? Well, I would like to eat something solid for once. And besides, it's not like I have anything else to do around here. He avoids looking me in the eyes. His fingers tap nervously on the counter. I noticed his cheeks are a darker shade than usual. Ah, I see. Why are you smiling? <laughs> no reason. I'll go shopping tomorrow. Hello, Captain Basque. How can I help you this morning? Yes, do you have any books on monster history? Only a few. We have monster world history, ancient monster history, and monster art throughout the ages. Which one will you be taking? All three, please. Oh, doing research? Something like that. There is something mesmerizing about him as he silently reads on the couch. He looks so calm and peaceful. An extreme contrast from his usual brash and mouthy self. Is this all true? That book? Yes, I believe so. Though it's an old book from my schooling years, so it's not as detailed as a history book for adults. Why do you ask? Back when I was younger, history wasn't really my strong suit. When I read things, I often would get confused. I don't believe it was because I wasn't trying or anything. It was more like... like the textbooks were missing certain pieces of information. When I asked teachers about this, they basically told me to shut up. Just read what was given. Now that I read this, everything is starting to make sense. You monsters have contributed a lot to human development, without us even knowing. Our judicial system, medicine, fuck, even some festivals. Hmm. Well, I can understand why they didn't teach you these things. It's not like you would need to know, since monsters and humans don't interact with each other. Yeah, but once upon a time we did. Our cultures once blended with each other, and when we separated, we each lost a part of ourselves. I would have never guessed that he could say something so insightful. If you want, I can buy you more books on the subject. I would like it, but I'm... I'm already taking up your time and space as it is. You don't... No, it's fine. I want to. His eyes light up. My heart skips. I ignore it. Hello. You wouldn't sell any leisure clothing, would you? We have tank tops and sweatpants. Can you give me a top in a size medium and pants in a size, uh, large? How many legs and arms? Also, any tailor wing openings? Two arms, two legs. No openings, please. I'm home. Welcome back. What? That shirt. You're wearing it's... It's mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. I can't keep wearing my uniform with how damaged it is. And I'm not much of an exhibitionist, so... That just leaves me your wardrobe. It's an old torn white shirt. One I used to wear during my training. It's so big on him. 
He looks like a kid wearing his dad's clothes. Is this a problem? Uh, no, uh, it's fine. That shirt still has my scent on it, and now it mixes with his. I can smell it even at this distance. Uh, your tail is wagging. What? Damn. Okay, what's going on here? If you don't want me to wear the shirt, just say it. I said it's fine. Your tail is wagging again. Mm. Scales? Look, it's just a foolish monster custom, specifically to us dragon hybrids. It's a sign of intimacy to allow our partners to wear our clothing. Oh. I don't want to make things awkward. I can take it off. No, keep it. Your uniform is destroyed, and I won't force you to walk around here naked. Your tail is still wagging. Next time I go to the market, I'll get you some clothes. Please, these are the only merch I have. Then I suggest selling other goods, ones made by monsters. Afisa, take his stuff away. Yes, sir. Afisa Elmer, stop. Uh, um... Yes, sir? You dare try to stop a royal from carrying out a law? What law is this merchant breaking? He holds up one of the seller's wares. It's a circular object I've only seen one time before. Back when I had to visit Pascal's lab, I remember seeing a whole stack. Do you know what this is? A CD, I believe. A CD that plays human music. We may restrict humans from entering Muramitsu, but not their goods. This seller is doing nothing wrong, Your Majesty. He's right. Humans are funny creatures, but... I enjoy their music. As our ancestors used to say, they are a bop. First it's their goods, next it will be their laws. It starts little by little, until next thing you know the humans have taken us over. Afisa, take it all. Elmer, stop, or you will face punishment back at headquarters. Stop, and you will face punishment from the castle. I... um... uh... Back where I'm from, things aren't so confusing. You're something else. You think just because I'm half-monster you can disregard everything I say. I remember the king's words. My annoyance turns into pity. This has nothing to do with your background, your highness. I simply do not wish for you to punish a citizen when they've done nothing wrong. If you take this merchant's goods, I will have to make a complaint with the king. I believe you already know whose side you will choose if I do that. Not even in battle have I ever seen someone glare at me with such hatred in their eyes. You better hope I never take my brother's place. Let's go. My nose follows the smell of cayenne pepper and ground ginger into the kitchen. That smells good. What are you cooking? Caribbean spiced chicken. Caribbean? Yeah, we still refer to it by its old name. 
you know, before the Seven Lands merged. I guess we would call it Kudoriko, or maybe even Nikoma Spiced Roast Chicken now. I brought you some things. Clothes? Yes, and some books as well. The books can wait. I've been walking around here pantless for about a month. Thank God your shirts are so big, or you would have been seeing my bare ass on more than one occasion. Hmm. I have. I just haven't told him. I'll go change. Can you set up dinner? Yes. Any more word from Kijimura? Afisa stopped asking me questions about your disappearance a week ago. Thanks for disappearing right after tunnel duty, by the way. Didn't make me look suspicious at all. Hey, it wasn't like I was planning on flying over the gate that night. So you flew. I... Uh, I don't remember. So, you're still playing this game. You say this meal comes from Kuririko or Nikoma. Were you born in one of those places? I know I used to live close by them, but I'm not sure where. My parents were traveling bards, so we never stood in one place long. Traveling? That sounds interesting. Have you ever traveled? No. Don't have the time for it. <laughs> you would say that. What does that mean? Traveling is fun, and you're all work and no play. I have fun. Do you? All I ever see you do is go to work and sit around at home. Does Morimitsu not have any good bars or theaters you can go to? Did it ever occur to you I don't have the time to go out when I'm busy harboring a human in my house? Yeah, that's it. Just admit you're boring, Jake Long. I've been meaning to ask you. Why do you always call me those names? Names? Jake Long, Spyro. What do they mean? I guess you wouldn't get those references. They're characters from TV shows and video games. Are you even speaking Jahili at this point? Our scientists have reinvented the old tech known as television. With it, we can watch lost media that our ancestors once enjoyed. TV shows are like plays, but the actors' movements have already been recorded. Recorded? You mean like how our voices are recorded in the tunnel? Something like that. Just know that every time I call you a random name, I'm just referring to a character from human media. Are these characters like me? Sort of. They're dragons. Oh. So TV shows have a lot of dragons in them. Not really. I just tend to watch the ones that do. What? You... go out of your way to watch shows with dragons in them? I mean, not on purpose or anything. Hmm. <laughs> Listen, the dragons on TV are different. They're cool and wise. You're... you're... Go on. You were supposed to be... I was supposed to be what? Cool! I've always imagined that if we met face to face, you know, without the glass, it would end in death, either yours or mine. I, I thought your bougie attitude was just for show. Bougie? You act all professional and uptight when in the tunnel, but if we ever met in person, it would be fangs and swords out within seconds. Instead, you took care of me. Healed me, even fed me. Would you have preferred I just left you for dead? Yes, no, I don't know. This is all weird. A month ago you were my enemy, now... Now? He has these moments where he stays silent and an intense expression forms on his face. 
Like he's taking a moment to figure out all the world's greatest problems. Listen, I'm going to say this once, so don't interrupt me. Because of my limited knowledge about monsters and being raised in a society where hating monsters is considered the norm, I may have formed some bigoted opinions about your kind. I may have even voiced them. May? Don't interrupt. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Oh. What is that all you have to say? I don't know what to say. I never expected an apology from him. And for it to sound so genuine, well, it just takes me by surprise. You said that I've healed you. Does that mean you're back to your original health? He gets up from the table and flexes his biceps. I feel better than ever. I'm no longer limping. My cuts and bruises are gone. Even that sharp pain in my stomach has disappeared. True, but you could still have some internal wounds. And how do we check for that? Can't exactly go to the hospital. Back at headquarters, one way we used to test for physical wellness was hand-to-hand -hand combat. Basque, are you asking me for a duel? We stand in my backyard, our bare chests soaking in the sunlight as we stand a few feet away from each other. Okay, so what are the rules? No weapons. Don't need you cutting yourself with a sword or something. Man, you are really underestimating my skills as an officer, huh, Shenron? I don't expect you to win, but if you can get me on the ground and keep me there for three seconds, I'll call it. <sighs> if you feel any pain throughout the fight, let me know at once. I have the ointment in my pocket ready to go. Enough of the rules. I just want to kick your ass. <laughs> okay. Go. He lunges for me. Predictable. I step to the side and use my tail to bring him backwards. Are you okay? Was that too much? Did a wound open? Don't coddle me! He lunges for me again. I sidestep once more. I raise my tail and strike, but instead of hitting flesh, I hit the empty air. He slid underneath. I turn around <clears throat> just in time to receive a hard punch to the side of my stomach. Luckily, I'm able to block the rest. I tried to throw in a few jabs myself, but he dodges them so easily. I didn't expect him to be this fast. Having a little trouble hitting your mark there, Grandpa? Not at all. Just not used to aiming at such a small target. I'm enjoying this too much. I can hear my heart thumping in my chest, feel the blood pump through my veins. It's been way too long since I've been in a decent fight. I attempt to punch him again. This time he ducks. I back away. Before my heel can even hit the ground, he leaps at me like a wild chimpanzee. I lose my footing and fall backwards onto the ground. I'm too big for him to pin both my arms and legs, so he settles for the ladder. I can feel the entire weight of his body pressing down on my thighs. One... I wait for the last number to come, but it never does. I look at him in confusion. Wide hazel eyes stare back at me in shock. And then I feel it. My erection resting against his leg. I look back at him, baffled. 
I don't even know how long I've been hard. Never mind why. While he's still in shock, I roll over and get off him. I back away as he slowly gets off the ground. Do I stop the fight? Do I try to explain? It's most likely just the adrenaline. He looks at me again. But gone is the expression of shock. Now he looks... mischievous. He charges at me. <clears throat> I block the punch directed towards my face and like magic, we're back at dodging each other's hits. He moves around recklessly, not aware of his surroundings. I use this to my advantage and back him up into a tree. He takes one second to look at what's preventing his movement and I use that moment to pin his arms above him. Our faces are mere inches away from one another. His breath tickles the side of my neck. I can hear his heart pounding in his chest. I can... I can feel him too. They're slammed against each other. The heat of them combined are hotter than the sun beating down on my back. I stare down at him, expecting to see embarrassment or bewilderment in his eyes. Instead, his eyes are dilated, glazed over with want. His cheeks are red, and I notice the way he licks his lips. I want to. We can't. I drop his arms and back away. I need to stop this fight. We're getting ready to cross lines that shouldn't be crossed. He looks so unhinged. Eyes blown, hair flowing in the wind, sweat pouring down his bronze chest. Damn, Basque, focus! He walks over to me. Not charges or lunge, just walks over. Again, our bodies are close. Not close enough to feel one another, but still close. He raises a hand towards my face. A hand I don't even try to stop. I'm too confused. Too hard. Too aroused. His hand tickles at the sensitive scale on my neck, and my leg weakens. <clears throat> I fall to the ground. He follows me while continuing to rub at that hidden spot. How did he know? He pushes me flat on the ground. Pins my upper body with his legs. I attempt and fail to stifle my moans. One. I can feel the wet spot forming in the front of my pants. Two. I can feel his erection right on my chest. Three. He moves his hand away. I won. It seems you have. He leans down. Her mouths connect. His lips taste salty, while his tongue is sweet with a hint of spiciness from our dinner. I move my tongue in further, wanting to taste as much as I can. When my tongue hits the back of his throat, he pulls away. Uh, I'm sorry. Was that too much? No, your tongue... 
so long. He kisses me again, harder this time. I run one of my hands through his hair, while my other hand maps out the rest of his body. I travel from his chest to his stomach until I get to the front of his pants. I palm the bulge, causing the cloth to dampen. Uh, wait. Uh, wait. He slides down my body. I'm upset from missing the heat of his mouth, but I get over it once he grabs my waistband. He pulls them down and my cock springs free into the air. The head of my cock glistens with its own clear fluid. Fluid that drips down on the purple veins, pulsing angrily. I worry what he thinks. Dragon hybrids are typically more endowed than the average monster. Never mind humans. Will he find the size intimidating? <clears throat> he wraps his hands around me and strokes with vigor. Despite his thumb and middle finger barely being able to touch, his tight fist pumps me with ease. He strokes playfully at the head of my cock, massaging the tip with his fingers before sliding all the way down to the shaft. He allows his left hand to join his right for a few seconds before moving that one down to massage my balls. He stares down at me with that same devious smile he had not only minutes ago. He clearly takes joy in the effects his hands have on me. His hand freezes, and I watch both in excitement and worry as he bends his head down and sucks on the head of my cock. Damn. Uh, uh, wait. I pull his head off me. He looks at me in confusion. I'm too embarrassed to explain to him that I haven't had any alone time since his arrival. If he sucks me off now, I'm sure I'll be done before we even start. Pants. Off. He smiles before getting up and taking them off in a fast and rough manner. I want to comment on the violent treatment of the material, since I was the one who bought them, but that thought is forgotten once his dick is out. He's in no better state than me. His cock throbs and leaks just as mine. Like what you see, Scales? More than you know is what I would say, but instead I just dig into my pocket and pull out the ointment. Come here. He obeys, dropping in between my legs. Lay flat on your back. He does that and more, spreading his legs wide, his asshole on display. By the kingdom. I pour the ointment onto my hands, coating my fingers with the liquid. I start off by circling my thumb around his hole, spreading the ointment around the wrinkled flesh. I push one digit in and my fingers instantly surrounded by heat. The walls of his ass are soft yet tight. I feel them clench around me as I push the lone digit in further. I stop. What's wrong? Don't stop. But... It's just the ointment. Even in my ass it still tingles. <laughs> I push in deeper this time found it. My fingers move faster now, targeting his spot with each thrust. I enjoy watching the way he trembles, enjoy hearing the soft murmurs that pour from his mouth. 
His silky raven locks are plastered to his face, making him look even more breathtaking than usual. Uh, I'm gonna... Uh, I need... Uh... I understand and pull my fingers out of him. Uh, he grabs my cock and pumps it as he aims it toward his hole. Even during sex, he acts without thinking. Uh, I need... Uh, lube. He rolls his eyes before grabbing the bottle out of my hand. He then dumps the entire contents of it onto my dick. <clears throat> Again, I want to comment on his treatment of items I've bought, but I'm too distracted by the tingling sensation on my cock as the liquid covers it. <clears throat> There's a giddy smile on his face as he coats me with the ointment. Again, teasing me with my head before massaging me down to my shaft. Ready now? I grab him by the waist and pick him up with ease. I position his ass over my cock and he places his hand on my stomach for balance. He grabs my cock and places just the tip at his entrance. He looks at me, waiting for my permission, and I nod my head in encouragement. He pushes down and the head breaches him. Ugh! The heat of him feels ten times more intense than it did with my fingers. Go. Slow. What? I'm likely bigger than what you're used to. You cocky son of It's not that. I just don't want you to hurt yourself. Uh, just go slow. Don't try to take all of me. <laughs> the bastard slides down. All the way down. I'm too distracted by the tightness of his ass to even yell at him. His walls clench around me like a velvet fist. I can even feel his pulse. Oh shit. Oh, gods. Are you? Uh, yes. Uh, I think the ointment is fucked. Numbing the pain. It feels so good. And uh, gods, you're so big. He moves, pushing off of me just enough to leave in the tip before slamming back down. <clears throat> so tight. Gods. Thought you monsters didn't believe in gods. <clears throat> I grab him by the hips and thrust into him fast, meeting him with each push. Yes. God. Yes. He bounces on me like a crazed man, getting more desperate with each and every push. I grab his cock and stroke it. His eyes roll to the back of his head. My eyes widen as if seeing light for the first time. I thrust into him faster, my balls slapping against the cheeks of his ass with each movement. Again. Say my name again. I can feel his ass tighten louder. I, I, say it. His release hits my stomach as he clenches me hard. Angel. Even as his body convulses, he continues to ride me, milking my cock until it's spent. After getting the final drop, he collapses on me.
I stared down at him in awe. Maybe it's because he's quiet for once, but he looks beautiful like this. Body covered in sweat, swollen lips, hair plastered to his face. His head then turns to me and his eyes are laced with fear. I get worried, afraid I had harmed him during sex. And then that's when it hits me. We look at each other in silence, realizing what we had just done. Shit. Shit. Bass was voiced by the monster boyfriend. Angel by Ben Russell. Prince Vest by J.V. Hampton Van Sate. Amor by Kyle Nishimura. Solo 1, 2, 3, and 4 was voiced by Tal Manier, Brandon Jenkins, and Amethyst Ocean. Written and sound designed by Chelsea. Music used in this app was Nirvana Part 2 by Len Music. Street Market Ambience by Sword Coast Soundscapes. Want to support the show? Follow and tweet at us at FuckHumans8. Want to support us with donations? Check out our Kofi and Patreon link located in the description. <laughs>